Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating in listening to the Inter-Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. The goal score, Morgan, and he's done it again. Lewis Morgan with a second of the match. He won't have a goal. He's framed the top 90. It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuain. I know your dad never told you this, but I just, you know, in my eyes, you're an all-star in my eyes, buddy. I know you're like not that coordinated, but you're still top level talent to me. Appreciate you. I don't know if it was my dad or if that was Smash Mouth back in the day, but uh, <laughs> I, I just, I, yeah, yeah, my, like my all star, yeah, yeah, it all just fired back. Fire. I just had flashbacks. There you go. Yeah, there wow, that go. was uh, that was intense. But hey, 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 back to back podcasts. We are very excited about and happy about. I think I just made up the word podcast is, but uh, whatever. We're gonna keep it rolling. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Inter Miami Podcast. I'm Jay Kington, and as always, Mr. All-Star himself, Alex Papa George. How you doing, buddy? Doing fantastic, Jay, and I'm sitting here wondering as we're kicking off this show, is this the first time we've done back-to-back pods off wins? Mm, yes. No way. Can't, not in... Yeah, because uh, we've, we've done back-to-back unbeaten streak pods, but never back-to-back wins that I can recall, and certainly not in the same week. It seems like things are happening, and I don't know how to take it. I, you know, last time we got a little bit too far ahead of ourselves, but this might be the real deal, Hill Man. Is it, is it not too fast? Is, can we go fast again? I don't know, man. Let's don't let's don't say that. This is a big game that we got coming up this weekend's against our rivals, and if we can stamp a dub on this one, who knows? MLS. I don't think we've ever been on a three-game win streak. Shh. Oh, did I do it? Did I jinx it? Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. This will be, we're going to get into this preview then into the show per usual, but this will be a very good test to see exactly if this is real, if this is legit, because everyone's saying, oh, their opponents aren't that good, but neither are we, but we're putting up a fight. So this will be a a real test this game on Friday. I love how it's taken us so long to get to back to back W's. And then the next thing we pull out is, Oh, our, our opponents aren't that good. Like, yeah, c- come on, come on. We need a break from the entire La Familia family. And honestly, a little bit higher level, the MLS family cut us some slack. Well, I think all of La Familia and the fans are, are, are in great moods and feeling really positive about this team and a potential run towards the end of the season here. But it's the real, it's the real analysts. It's like the professional sports journalists that love just crushing our souls oh, week in, week out. I thought you were just talking about the Facebook group, but you know, oh. it just be one and the same. Oh man, what, are we on two two weeks now of consistent back and forth on who loves Pizarro and who hates Pizarro? Like, shut up, it's Dude, don't jinx this type of stuff, dude. Especially with what's got going on tonight. We got the all-star game going on. No, the skills challenge The skills game to pay the bills. You're right. Skillsy skills. And then we do have the all-star game tomorrow. MLS 
versus Liga Emekis. That's tomorrow at 9.30 on Fox Sports 1. I'm sure it'll probably be on like Tudian or Unimas or, or something like that. Probably be on multiple channels, honestly. But since we are talking about tonight, even though no one's going to hear this till tomorrow, who are you Who are you most excited about to see from the uh, MLS side in this skills competition? I know it's going to be funny to kind of like analyze what we put on, you know, the microphones right now and then watch it and then listen to it back, see how accurate we were. But before I get into that, it looks like there's five competitions going on for the skills challenge. That's a shooting challenge, which looks like you get points per uh, little, I guess, object that you'd hit around the goal. The touch challenge, cross and volley challenge, passing challenge, and the crossbar challenge, which crossbar challenge is going to be tough. Looks like that they're banging these out from about 40, 50 yards out. So super curious to see how that one will unfold. And Jay, out of curiosity, before I give you my point on the participants, which which, which one of these games do you think you'd uh, best, uh, best perform at? Hmm. Probably free kick. Free kick. That would be yours. Well, I've, good I've thing that's, that's what I like to practice the most when I do uh, practice very rarely. Uh, that'd be the one I'd go to. What I would love to see is, is like a celebration competition. Ooh. I would like to see kind of similar to the long jump where there's like a measuring tape or paint on the field and say they get like a like a 30-yard head start and who can hit the, the furthest knee slide, the longest knee slide. That's what I want to see. That's thinking That's thinking out of the box, and we need more that's of that. Fun. To be honest, that's what people want to see, celebrations, which shame on the NFL on the side note, but back to MLS. That's what kind of draws people to these things. You know, people don't really care, and I guess MLS is a little bit different with, you know, Liga MX here and the All-Star game going down the following day, but... You know, when it comes to the NFL, you know, who still needs to step it up, but, you know, specifically the MLB with the home run derby and the NBA with slam dunk, you know, three point challenge, things like that. People honestly care more about these skills challenge than the actual all star game. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool to see the MLS step in and kind of, you know, add a little bit of creativity to this whole thing. Although I will say this is different than the like the M NBA or NFL all star game because it's, it's really just you know, the East versus the West. This is cool because they're playing the the, the Liga Emekis all-star. So yeah, I mean, this is bragging rights. This is, it's not, you know, an international USA versus Mexico because there are several uh, individuals that hail from Latin America that will be representing the MLS. But this is certainly bragging rights for each country's, you know, highest level professional soccer league. Yeah, super high level. You know, Ricardo Pepe out of FC Dallas. Dude's having an absolute bang up year. Playing over there, racking up goals for him. Nani, you know, hey, got to give the guy a little bit of love here. This, the, the season he's putting together is absolutely outstanding. I mean, I think he's at nine goals with six assists or something like that. And one of the MVP front runners this year for the league. I mean, Diego Rossi, you know, Rui Diaz. You know, the, the list goes on and on here. So it's going to be super interesting to see how the games unfold this, or I guess tonight here going on at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I know we're looking forward to it. We are. Uh, I'm obviously going to stay with the man with the uh, the hot foot right now. Our boy himself, Rodolfo Pizarro, getting a late call up. Could be potentially due to Carlos Vela and Chicharito uh, deciding to not make the trip. Uh, I know, you know, I'm kind of a homer, but I would be betting on midfielders i feel like from an overall skills challenge they're going to be the ones who would have the best shot i mean 
you look at, you know, just like a strictly a striker or something like that, he might not be the best crosser or, or passer, but can certainly be the best, you know, finisher or, or free kick. I'm definitely going to, going to root for our boy Rodolfo. But if I had to give a pick, Outside of the beloved Inter Miami, I would go with Lucas Zellerayon. I think he's very, very talented. But either way, it's going to be fun to watch. That's at nine o'clock tonight. But again, you're not going to be hearing this till tomorrow morning. So hope you watched it. Yeah, we will be watching it from our respective houses and looking forward to seeing how that challenge goes down. And I mean, bringing this back to MLS world, Jay, in our last six, we've tied two, lost one, and won four impressive i've got you know the the is the turnaround real i think it is i also love the fact that you can kind of separate uh the 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 spelling the the letters or the numbers and uh, actually using the numbers i'm very just impressed with the all-star level stuff right here buddy but yes wow it feels so good i tell you what like if if anyone could just be in the studio with us right now and just see like the, the pure level of energy and excitement we have. It's 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 so much better doing this when we're winning. Dude, honestly, it's just hot as fuck. And <laughs> I'm sweating and <laughs> it, it is roasting in here. But uh, breathing all heavy. I guess that's just the, the smell of winning. It is. And we are currently sitting at uh, we're with 22 points. Uh, that's six wins, nine losses, four ties, five points out of a playoff pitcher sitting in that 11th seed right now and what not many people ever want to give us credit for when it comes to professional sports analysts is we still do have two games in hand that in why red bulls game that was postponed a little bit ago will be rescheduled for midweek in october and then we just have another game behind uh, nothing to postpone that we do need to catch up so we are in actually a pretty good position interestingly enough we are tied with new york red bulls both at 22 points uh, both with the same points per game uh, and both with 19 games played so they also have two games in hand so it could be a nice little claw up here everyone's kind of looking just week to week but forgetting we still have these two games and we're only five points behind whoa what happens if we win both games then we're already up there if we at least get a win and a draw we're, we're pretty close if we lose those well hey would it be the first time we've been upset? Yeah, ma massive outlook of games that we have. And before we get into those, we really got to kind of talk about what just happened because this is exciting stuff, people. This is really exciting as we kind of pick apart the W's that, that Inter Miami had. And, you know, before we do, Jay mentioned we're five points out of playoff position right now, and we're actually up from 24 to 15 on the MLS power rankings, which is... That's a jump. That's one of the biggest jumps you're ever going to see right there. And I think it was kind of a testament to the whole league starting to recognize what's going on down here, down in South Florida. So, you know, as we look to the playoff picture right now, Jay, again, rem remember this, if you're kind of new to MLS soccer, last year was a little bit more of an expanded playoff due to COVID and all the, the, the kind of breaks in the season and what have you and whatnot. This year, there's only seven teams getting into the playoffs mm -hmm. per conference. That is not a lot of clubs. And when you really kind of break it down, right, that's sitting at half the Eastern Conference. So bring your A game. There's a lot to be done. And this is really when all these games start to really matter. Jay, is there something that stands out to you as we look at the Eastern Conference, at the Eastern Conference table that it 
You know, is there anything that stands out to you a little bit more than the rest? Uh, yeah, New England's basically guaranteed uh, to get in with 49 points on the season. The I'd next so. closest, the next closest is Orlando with 34. What stands out to me is between the second seed and the seventh seed right now, you're looking at a total of seven points difference. So this is a very compressed field outside of New England. We're talking about Orlando, Philadelphia Union, Nashville, NYCFC, Montreal, in DC United. Very, very close competition. If you even go beyond beyond mm -hmm. that, I mean, even down to like Chicago in the 12th seed, I mean, we're talking, they have 20 points and then on up to Orlando 34. I mean, really not that drastic of a, of a gap. So everything is compressed, which does lead to more um, intensity needed, more focus needed, because now these games are going to really start to matter. And, you know, while we do have some easy opponents, there are a few kind of tricky games thrown in there. So we really make sure or have to make sure that we come correct. Yeah. And to further your point, the team sitting just one slot out of the playoff picture in the East is Atlanta United. And right now on their website, they've won their last four matches. So this yeah. team is probably one of the hottest clubs in Major League Soccer right now. So, Well, the only thing separating them really is goal difference between D.C. United and Atlanta United. You're right. And you know, they're both at 27 points. So who knows? That, that could flip-flop every other week, honestly. And I'm glad you brought up D.C. because this is one of those clubs that had one of those terrible starts, right? Mm -hmm. One of those starts that was just injury-plagued, could not get the team right. The chemistry was just as robust as ours. And... This was a team, Jay, that I, I looked at you in kind of the beginning weeks of the season. I said, constantly, I, I was like, this is the club. And I started putting some money on them. Ride or die. Bank account started to grow. DC guy right here. Put some money on inner Miami. <laughs> it goes down. Bank account started to go down. <laughs> no, but hey, dude, like, I've got to give you absolute credit. You've been jamming this down my, uh, my ears since really the beginning of the season, and especially once they started to heat up. And now they're in a, a pretty solid form here. So very, very good call, sir. Yes, and the other team, too, that's kind of standing out to mind even more than Atlanta is just this absolute free fall that the Columbus crew are in right now. They are they, they, they are they are in the dip right now. They are about... They, this free fall is so bad, you know, Luke Skywalker would be impressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is just terrible. And be humble. <laughs> we, we could go into a nosedive real, real quick. We did go on a six-game losing streak. But, yeah, definitely rough going from MLS Cup winners to... Uh, looking to be out of the playoff picture. Well, the thing is, too, I have a chance to eat my words. I have a chance to boast a little bit because September 11th, we're playing the Columbus crew in South Florida. So we'll have our time to play them. And again, as we get closer to the end of the regular season, these games against teams that are just slightly above us are absolutely of vital importance to us to go out and get wins. And, you know, that's kind of why we've talked about throughout the entire season is these games that you go in and you tie or you lose really kind of start to add up at the end of the season. You know, nobody is like the New England Revs and, you know, secondary to them is really kind of the Seattle Sounders doing their thing. But, you know, I guess outside of New England and, you know, honestly, looking at the, the table here, Jay, I got to tell you, the second scariest team for me is this NYCFC team. I think that they're absolutely potent from all different levels. We just experienced them. And I think that this is a team that's gelling towards the back end of the back half of this season. I think that their best football is yet to come. So is there anything else as we kind of round the corner and head into the final third of this season, Jay, that you're kind of got your eye on a little bit more in the Eastern Conference? 
I mean, I think you have done a great job covering all this, actually. Uh, the other team I'm, I want to keep my eye on is Atlanta because they seem to be playing really well right now as well. So, and those that's seventh and eighth seed right there. So that will be an interesting race to see until we can, you know, get above them and sneak our way in there ourselves. Yeah. And then popping over to the West, I know the West, we don't talk about that much. I know personally, you know, I'm definitely more of an Eastern focused guy but let's pop over a little eastern bit eastern focused podcast to be fair that's very true you know we gotta we gotta focus on what matters but uh seattle yeah seattle up three points over kansas city then colorado following kc by two points and you know after la galaxy sitting the fourth place with 35 points total on the season competition and talent drops off a bit and i'd even make that argument honestly past the colorado rapids the talent in the west really kind of falls off you see you know san jose making a little bit of a move to that seventh round i think uh salt lake has really kind of improved based on what i think the projections are in the season but this colorado rapids team is the one that i would keep an eye out on the west you know players like Mar michael barrios and diego rubio come to mind and you know watching some of the highlights over the weekend you know, they scored two goals to be RSL in the last like five minutes of the match. So they're never kind of out of the out of any game. They seem to just pull out ties when they shouldn't and wins when they shouldn't as well. And I think that's kind of the reverse of inner Miami. And I think that if you're going to if you're going to peek at a team in the West that may not be your typical, you know, Seattle Sounders or, you know, the L.A. Galaxy teams like that do watch this Colorado Rapids team, especially as you know, Vines is actually out uh, after that uh, U.S. men's national run. He's out on loan. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on them. I don't really know what else to add there because you said all of my thoughts exactly. Colorado is a sneaky, sneaky good team, really climbing here. But what's most notable about them as far as points per game go, they have the highest uh, PPG stat in the entire Western Conference with one point. Uh, nine five, very very good team. Really second in the league to only New England, who's just tearing through everyone right now. Notable Portland, just outside that playoff contention in the eighth spot right now. This is a team that typically is able to figure it out, get it together. So I would expect them to climb a bit. We do play them October third, so if hopefully we get them in the install the, the little bit of a struggle period. But notably to me, LAFC out of the playoffs as of now in Austin, man, doesn't it feel good to have an expansion team suck like we did? It's reassuring. You know, I was thinking about this. They should have matches with like the two most recent expansion clubs every single year and just be like, Hey guys, just duke it out. Like yeah, have yeah. fun. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. I mean, well, technically this year they're, they're, there is not one, but you know Charlotte will be coming in, and then well, that would be us. Like Vegas. we would have to jump in that game with Austin. Oh, okay. And just I would just love uh, to see they, that game. Yeah, and, just get recent expansion teams. And no. I think, and I think honestly, but as we wrap up this playoffs picture, dude, keep an eye on Eric Williamson has not yet rejoined the Timbers, and once that happens, that whole team transforms. So uh, we will keep an eye on what's going around in the MLS, and you know, with that, Jay, let's let let's talk about some Inter Miami football, man. Let's get into it. So not to bore you with two recaps, so we'll be pretty uh, quick. But we've played two games since our last show, two wins to be exact. Uh, and again, first time with uh, two wins in the same week. Feels really good. And I'll tell you what, the last game um, that you were, I know you've been busy in, in, in traveling, but we were able to see Indiana Vasilev with that last minute winner, which was absolutely 
So much fun. Beautiful, beautiful game. It happened again. Two back-to-back games with scores in added time. This time it came in the 92nd minute with Rodolfo Pizarro off a beautiful play from Gonzalo to Uyoya. Quick little shimmy, shimmy, ya. Shake it out, fake it. Easy pass to Pizarro. Hits it on the one time. Kind of bends it in. I mean, not really full bender, but beautiful, beautiful win. Man, that stadium was going nuts. Well, I mean, like, these are the games. Obviously, you want to put it away earlier, but this is what the sport's all about, man. Is that that level of excitement and being on edge and added time, and then you actually can sneak out goals and get the wins at the, at the very last minute. It is so much fun. Pizarro's been playing absolutely out of his mind, mm-hmm. and his goals that he's been putting in are just are just absolute class. And Jay, is this the one that the first goal that he scored was at that that absolutely broken ankle snap juke and go inside and bang it over to the left side of the goalie? Was that that goal? No, that was Toronto. That was against Toronto because yeah. I can't wait to talk about that one. Because, <laughs> dude, with this guy defender's hair too going all yeah, over the yeah. place, just made it all that more dramatic. Uh, there were uh, quite a bit of. Um, supporters in uh in the supporter stands who were saying some very kind words about uh sings bright bright bleached hair uh this is a pretty good game though. i mean controlled possession controlled passes uh this was a game where you know we talk about we need to to, to create more chances and this is a game where he put up 12 shots uh for being on goal but hey you got four on goal you got three in goal we'll take that all day very, very interesting, and we're kind of mixing up this 3-4-3 three, three formation, variations of it. Uh, I don't know, man. It just, it just feels good. I, we don't want to do too much of a deep dive because everyone's aware of that by now. So let's uh, let's keep it moving into really what I know you want to talk about because you just mentioned it, but this amazing, amazing 3-1 win versus Toronto on Saturday evening. I do want to shout out Branton Griffin. He did... Uh, pass on two extra tickets and a parking pass to us. I was looking for one more just to uh, get Quinn, my son, a ticket. He came through. Want to give him a big shout out. This is actually uh, someone that we met very, very early on before Inter Miami ever played a game. We did go to a MLS uh, Cup game that was Toronto versus Seattle Sounders uh, in 2019. Went there. Southern Legion invited us out remember although at the time to be fair i did think his name was brandon but he came up he's like hey i just want to thank you guys i listened to your supporter series was you know helpful in allowing me to make a decision to to come on board uh with the southern legion um and i was like wow i actually remember that that's one of the more fond memories i have because any anytime someone comes up you know there are a lot of people that reach out like hey you guys are doing a great job it's cool but when someone's like hey this episode actually helped me make a decision or made me realize this like that's what it's all about so shout out brandon thank you so so much for it uh but yeah man another great game coming down that three four three you could call it a five two three you could also call it a three four two one if you really want to it depends on how you classify wingbacks you want to consider them midfield you want to consider them defenders there's not really a right answer here it's whatever floats your boat we're going to stick with four three four or sorry three four three because that seems to be what most og soccer heads refer to it as but uh this seems to be i mean without this game but this seems to be the 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 best formation for the team would you agree absolutely and i think phil's starting to agree and i think that we're starting to see it in back-to-back matches here no matter how you look at it and First and foremost, shout out, shout out Branton. You know, that was a hell of a moment. And, you know, he also got us a couple beers, dude. Just, you know, that's all you got to do. Just invite us, get us a couple brews. That's it. Super easy. But, Jay, both of these games are demonstrations of just 
games you gotta and should win you know mm -hmm. this is this is the word consistency to its core you know what i'm talking about and you know these are games especially in the chicago game with you know pizarro getting that game winning goal in extra time for back-to-back -back games to go and show the heart and courage to go and do that is just super impressive and then you beautiful know, chip beautiful chip. gorgeous chip and then to volley that type of success you know, which a lot of teams, you know, that Chicago Fire team was pretty hot, you know, you know, pun not intended, but they were on fire. And those types of atmospheres, when those types of games happen and to go out and inch those out, it just, it absolutely does wonders. And then to not have the mental lapse when you kind of roll into the next game versus Toronto, which is absolutely a game that you have to win. You know, Toronto sitting here at the last place in the Eastern Conference in, in seed number 14. You have to go out there and perform. And this is a game that we could have won, honestly, five to zero. We we came in out. Pizarro was on point. Everyone was on point and clicking. And you know this this is just what it's about, man. This is what we've been waiting to see for all these years, and especially this season. And it's it's exciting to see everything come together. It really was. And what was really notable about this performance is Pizarro started on the right wing. So we've been trying to force him to play a cam role. He was really a left winger. We say this over and over. I feel like a broken record, but he came out on the right wing and I mean, really was showing dominance. Other notable was that Uyoya got the start uh, in the midfield with, uh, with Gregory and Matuidi came off the bench. So very, very impressive. Also want to give a shout out to Robbie. You said Pizarro three in his last two. Robbie's got two in his last two. And guess what? They were both hitting the roof of the net. This dude's got some skills with the feet. Yes, and we got three goals in back-to-back -back games. That's three goals in each of these games and eight goals in our last four. Those are huge numbers, especially for a club that doesn't score a lot of goals, you know? And and we're, and we're looking at the scorecard right now, and Jay, you know, this may be the first game in club history. We had a three-love score, and honestly, Kieran Gibbs put in the own goal, which probably should have never happened, and, you know, we'll, we'll give him some slack based on what he's been playing. That's the red dot. That's what it was. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Continue. Sorry. We, 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 had a, we, had a, we had a big discussion before this, this podcast, and I think we just both had the aha moment. So uh, pardon everyone on that. But no, this, this was the first game that we actually just came out of the gates. Bang. And we had three goals in 48 minutes. That, that's what's up. More of that, please. Yes, we'll take a double of that with fries, a little bit of ranch dressing, maybe some honey mustard. Yeah. And I mean, Phil and David, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure I don't need to tell you, but you continue this and that's how you win games. This is how you climb back into the playoffs. This is how you be a dominant team. So good to see the scoring come out and really just the, 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 I don't want to say chemistry, but the level of comfort out there now is just beautiful. It is. And maybe it has something to do with you know, the coaching staff players getting used to each other, but also maybe the security of this, you know, three, four, three formation that we've been rolling out with and maybe saying, hey, guys, this is what we're committed to. We all understand our positions. You know, like you said, Pizarro has been moved around the pitch from what he was playing last year and in the beginning of this year. So maybe this has something to do with putting two huge pieces in the puzzle, which are your Nick Marsman's and your Karen Gibbs. Mm -hmm. but also just a little bit of, I guess, coaching understanding to what your club has to offer. And Gregory holding individuals accountable. Yeah, let's not forget about Gregory too. And 
<laughs> you know, we had sent out a t tweet where we talked about, you know, Pizarro being called up to the MLS, you know, all-star game. But damn, don't forget about Gregory. This guy is the unsung hero that's not going to get your, your national news attention, but he's going to do everything for you. He's going to do that little work and that dirty work and all of which you need. Indeed. Indeed. And I want to talk about some stats that really stand out to me. First and foremost, I mean, it felt like we absolutely dominated this game, but in reality, we only had 43% possession compared to 57% on Toronto. Now look at the shots here. We got 13 shots and six of those being on target. So even with, with basically losing the possession battle, we created a, a lot of chances uh, given that small amount, which is very, very impressive. And obviously, just as we mentioned, we're starting to see that finishing aspect come into play here and we're starting to see goals drop in very very beautiful this is what we're all here for uh you know outside of that i mean there's nothing that really sticks out amazingly i mean because most of the stats are honestly in in toronto's favor as far as you know passes and, and corners and everything like that goes but uh you know i do want to say three yellow cards we're we're, we're not going to let our our number one spot on that yellow card list go easily man so shout out to the boys i do want to state though if gregory gets one yellow card in this orlando game he will be suspended uh the next game and then of course i mean lgp is just mr captain yellow card he's racked up nine so if he gets two more he'll be uh suspended again so we fully expect to be uh out at least lgp but certainly uh gregory as well for a game here in the near future yeah, we did have a few questions about that Gregory yellow card allocation. So we did just want to clarify that, that we needed him in this game against, or we do need him in this game against mm -hmm. Orlando City. This is like a perfect game for Gregory to be in and be a part of our club. We need that. We need that attitude or swag that he brings to the to the table. And, you know, Jay, just to wrap up our, our conversation about Toronto, man, I mean, I can't, I can't help but smile just knowing of what happened at the end of last year with the Ben Sweat game and getting a little mm -hmm. bit of revenge mm -hmm. against Toronto feels this nice. year. It feels good. It felt good. That was all that I kept thinking about during this match. feels really good. And I know there are a lot of people that hate the, uh, you know, XG, the expected goal stat. But, I mean, hey, we came out with the, at the end of this game with 2.1 to Toronto's 0.8. So, even though... You know, possession wouldn't say we dominated. I mean, we were we were lethal and decisive with what we were doing and very, very uh, creative, which is what we wanted to see. It looks like, I don't want to jinx it, but it looks like those days of lackadaisical play and, and, and having a really hard time moving the ball around the field could be over. We're hoping. We're hoping. Our fingers are crossed. Our toes are crossed. You know, if you can cross something else, you know, hey, be my guest. But as we kind of move out of the, the these kind of reviews of these last two games which again two wins everyone be happy be happy enjoy these wins are hard to get in professional sports and it ain't easy and goals from deep like shout out pizarro that was great you know we, we love we love deep deep goals that's the that's the beautiful game right there and it's good to see that well, exactly, right? And Pizarro is one of those players, right? It's like kind of like, you know, re re you know, keep with the Star Wars theme here, you know, return of Pizarro almost, where, you know, he has completely turned it around from having, you know, the fans up in arms and wanting him to be on the next flight out of here to saying like, hey, holy smokes, where have you been, 
geez. And to kind of, you know, recognize Pizarro in the way that he should get recognized, he made the MLS all week team in this last week and where he took on Toronto and had those two goals. So well-deservingly so have that recognition. And, you know, we have talked about it constantly, almost at nauseam, right? Like nausea. This is exactly the piece, Jay, that we need, we want, we we absolutely crave a creative, strong attacking midfielder who can put pressure on the back line. And, you know, I, I guess just as, as you've seen him over the last few games, what excites you most in his involvement on this club right now? Well, he seems happy again, which is nice. Uh, you know, everyone was, you know, wanting to to kind of put him down in one way or another through this season. You know, he, he did have a better start to last season, but he was kind of forced to be the go-to playmaker on the team now with Gonzalo finally getting very comfortable and acclimated to the league it allows him a lot more freedom to go out there be himself I mean he's still quick he's still really talented with his feet he can he can make plays from an individual standpoint but it it seems like they're finally realizing that he can't be the the cam I mean he can but you're not getting the full effectiveness that you want out of Rodolfo Pizarro. Keep in mind, he's still one of the hottest up-and-coming, fairly young talents out of Mexico. This guy has solid potential. And now, after everyone was saying all this stuff, you know, he scores the goals in the Chicago game. And they're still talking crap. He comes out here, completely puts that sing dude on skates. Shifty, shifty. And... Equally as impressive, the quickness to get off a left-footed shot when that's not your your dominant foot that accurately with that much ease, beautiful. And you see him throwing up, sticking his fingers in his mouth, pulling the cheeks apart. Man, he is he is back to being the Joker. Mm-hmm. I don't think even Ray or maybe it was Andreas said it on the commentary, and they're like another trick from the Joker. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. Like, yes, he's he's coming back. Confidence is high. Let's just keep it rolling. He's locked in right now. He is. He is. He he is fully bought in. I think now that. The system seems to be uh, maybe not completely fixed or completely where we need it to be, but massive improvements. And now we're seeing the benefits of that because it allows him to 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 be himself and really make plays. Absolutely. And you're seeing everyone around him too just get more comfortable with everything week by week and game by game, which is super exciting to see. And, you know, Jay, this this kind of brings us to our another standout player, you know, who who's been taking this this season underneath him and really kind of been the standout performer along with Gregory probably thus far. Uh, we're talking about Robbie Robin Hood Robinson, the young gun. Uh, again, you heard me say earlier, but his previous two goals have been absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. hitting the, the top of the net, especially this last one. So I was watching the MLS goals of the week contenders. I think there were five on there. One, the first one was uh, Pizarro, and then the last one was Robbie. So, he, I mean, he even was in contention with that little slight body fade and and dragging the ball to the right, really being the defender. And now you're you're at a very tight angle to score. The keeper's coming out of you, and you just bang that ball to the top of the net, which is very, very impressive. And you know, you know the pain that we have felt, that all of the fans have felt by having two first-round picks and not taking DK. But I'll tell you what, if you want to tell me who's having a better season this year, I'm going to say Robbie. He's got four goals in 11 games. DK has two goals in four games. Obviously, better percentage-wise from from DK, but he's not playing. He's been battling through some issues, of course. But Robbie is finally starting to, to come to his own, and where DK is much more of a bruiser, 
kind of inflicting his will. Robbie is 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 he's going to beat you one on one. He is quick and he is. You can see his confidence going through the roof. He'll take on any defender. It really doesn't care. And most impressively about uh, the goal in this game was that that ball that LGP sent through that outside of the foot. Beautiful, perfect assist for that goal. Do we have to give Paul any credit whatsoever for this? Um, <laughs> nah, probably technically, yeah, but we don't want to do it. So let's don't do that. <laughs> let's just yeah, let's, let's just leave it alone. And shout out our boy Robbie, man. He was called up to the Chilean national team. He does have dual citizenship. Mother Chilean, father's American. Uh, he has not decided yet. So this will be interesting to see. Once he does play, decide to play, I guess he can't switch back. Um, although I forgot what the circumstances are where you can play a few games and then switch over. But uh, this will be interesting to watch. We will most likely be missing him for two games. Um, or if he doesn't go, then we'll have him back. So kind of, you know, not that he's a victim of his own success. We might be a little bit of a victim of our own success because we love having him out there on the pitch. But shout out, congrats, Robbie. And then what really stood out in this game, and if you want to talk about, you know, a deeper level stats here, uh, from the attack, I mean, 46% up the left side, 27% up the middle, 26 up the right side. So 46%, almost half the attack was going up that left side. We're starting to see that connection between Gibbs to Robbie, which is beautiful. And if you can set Robbie free, he's got the speed, he's got the skills, and he, he can get the job done. He, he's really starting to give me confidence that we made the right decision. Could Still could have had him, but we took Neelis. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Ah, Dylan, too bad too. But uh, what if we had both of them? I mean, that would be that would be scary. But, you know, we did mention that, that starting to, to take more chances outside the box. 38% of our chances came from outside the box. Uh, 62 from in the 18-yard box. Actually, surprisingly, none from the six-yard box. Well, honestly, this Robbie has supreme confidence right now. And I He's love... Swagging when he shoots the ball and Gonzalo is like, pass me the ball. And he's yeah, like, no, I no, got dude, it, bro. No. I got it. And you see Gonzalo's hands throw up, but you're like, honestly, dude, nice shot, bro. Nice yeah, yeah, shot. You're, yeah. you're cheering for, you know, Robbie in that situation, but, uh, attacks looked on fire and that's been awesome. That's been kind of the most exciting part, but listen, we don't get these dubs if our defense is not playing dominant as well, right? This is a joint team effort and everyone has been playing absolutely bonkers and really enjoying how we've been playing three at the back line i think that this is a a, a nice commitment to christian macoon too to be honest with mm -hmm. you where he has been injected into this starting rotation and playing very well and actually shout out to christian the beast macoon before we jumped on the pod we were on instagram when we saw that he actually recently got married or i guess engaged so that probably happened all of yesterday or this weekend so big shout out christian you you know congratulations there bud that is a that is pretty cool so shout out to you man and you know as we kind of bring it back to you know performance on the field you know there's really kind of been this formation of the shift and being the three four three or however you want to look at it which has really kind of forced lewis and gibbs to play in the same type of position on opposite sides of the field right and in doing so that type of role is much more has much more responsibility to drift back and play on the defensive half of the pitch 
compared to former formations that one of these players maybe had to, specifically Lewis Morgan, right? This is more an offensive-minded player. Gibbs, you know, he's been it's known for his minded. defensive, yeah. but he's also shown that he's not afraid to go and push up, <laughs> he's right? He could be offensive in the MLS, though. I mean, defensive listen, in the EPL. He's putting in goals yeah. for us, and he's putting in goals against us. We don't know which team he'll play for at the end of the day. But that's something we, we, we you know didn't really mention as notable, that Lewis Morgan's playing as that, that right wing back. It's very yeah. impressive. I love it because, I mean, Chelsea plays that way with... Uh, with Reese James and uh, and Ben as well on the other side. So, I mean, I'm happy with it. You got three that stay at the back. You can drop the the two wing backs there to kind of roll with five at the back or push up. It's it's a it's a versatile system that is adaptive on the fly. Well, it seems to work with our back line being what they are a little bit more. They're a little bit more. I don't know, kind of like crazy, I guess, for lack of better words, on back line. They're not really structured or organized. <laughs> There's still been, teams. still been some individual errors. Yeah, yeah you kind of let them go and they wander off and stuff like that. But offering the support from, you know, Gibbs and Morgan from those winger types of roles, as I think really kind of allowed them to play a little bit more free and also simultaneously allow Gibbs and Morgan to play a little bit more free, which has kind of opened up space, being the stats that you just shared with us that they do tend to focus on that left side of the pitch which is where Rodolfo is it's all starting to make sense well right side for this but they keep throwing them all over the place we'll see how it develops but I like it because Gibbs is fast for his age Morgan's fast we all know that so being able to run back in an emergency situation support the defense but very really importantly also get into the attack make late runs and maybe get past the defender or, or you know shake your marker whatever you want to say to open up some chances I'll take this all day. I don't want to see us back in the 4-3-3. This is our new formation. Keep it like this. Yeah. And I mean, listen, as we talked about the value of Nick Marsman last week, right, who is kind of, he's been playing incredible in between the post and goal, but he's also been valuable, incredibly valuable in starting the counterattack for us. And he's been finding those openings, getting the ball out. We have needed someone like this. And you know, the player, too, that we got to recognize during this whole process over these last few games is LGP. You know, his, his passing out of the back line has been nothing short but quality of quality. And, you know, honestly, this adds just an entire new dynamic when we know that we were struggling with being a little bit too focused on the edges. And as we kind of continue to work our attacking efforts in the middle, you know, again, a la, you know, Pizarro, this added development of LGP pushing the ball through the midfield too, and it's really kind of skipping a level going from the back line to the front line has been incredibly impressive. It has, it has. And I, He'll LGP will get up there. He'll get up to the midfield as well. So he's not afraid to get in there and contribute more to the attack. And guess what? He was rewarded for it. He did make the MLS team of the week. And so did Pizarro. So we had two players. I believe this is the first time in the club's history. We've ever had two players on the same MLS team of the week. So beautiful, beautiful to see. I mean, very happy all around with the complete performance. Uh, you know, I, I know that, that you're really impressed with McCoon as am I, I mean, being, He's still very, very young, but the beast is is settling into his new den. I really like having him out there. How can you not? I mean, this guy's an absolute beast, and we were calling for Sammy Gadiri to actually get more PT, mm -hmm. and I think that this is just one of those cases that they saw the beast running away with it in practice and not letting go, and I think, hey, you know, <laughs> this is why we brought him here. He was one of our first signings, you know, in this club's, you know, establishment, right? And Third, remember, I believe, yeah. he got put to... Um, uh, Fort Lauderdale, yeah, yeah, our USL club, and he played down 
you know, not in the MLS league for last year. And this year he's been playing a lot better. That development could have gone a, a very, very long way. And, you know, one of the things we're seeing here, maybe it's, it's cause we're, we're going with this, you know, three or five at the back, however you want to classify, but Leardham did not get the start. And do you think that's because people are still pissed about that NYCFC match where he was kind of sleeping at the wheel? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't, I think it has something maybe a little bit more to do with the formation itself, but uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past, you know, this, uh, this, this fans, group that you know they they're like you know what maybe we shouldn't throw him out there you know for his own goodwill i, I i'm not against the decision no i don't I'm think not anybody against is i think everyone's very happy with uh with this new defensive setup right here uh matweedy needs a little love you know he came off the bench he played fairly well he's been playing very well uh recently you know he had been making some mistakes earlier on but uh i'll tell you what whether he he starts or come off comes off the bench uh, if he starts you know, personally, I like to see him out about the 60 or 70th minute just because I think he's his legs are, are getting heavier and heavier. But, hey, if you can have a World Cup winner coming off your bench to to add a new flavor, add some spice in your life, we got him and Fetty who can get in there and, and completely change the dynamics of a game in the midfield. So hell of a job by Matuidi all around. I mean, I think that we've covered it all. Yeah, I don't know what else there is to say, man, except we got, we're got we on a winning streak, man. We're on a winning streak. We are going streaking through the quad. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> but, you know, there was, uh, as the team is finding the success, as the spirit of La Familia in this community is getting higher and higher and happier and happier, I've been noticing some hit pieces coming out on the squad. I've been noticing... Some analysts taking some shots. It's, why is that, man? Is that just because they, they, they want to shoot you on your way up? Everyone loves it when you fall? No, I have a theory. You know, everyone who doesn't live in South Florida gets pissed that they're not living in South Florida. So I think that's just it. You know, when we get hate from all these other teams and, and, and you know, all these other outlets, sorry to stain us. So what you're saying is, is, is that... They're just mad at the beautiful weather. Or are you saying they hate us because they ain't us? I'm saying it's all the same thing. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, there was a very interesting article that came out today uh, from the Athletic, and I think you know the the headline of this was was built a brand, not a team. But whatever, we're starting to see us play together as a team. And and you want to take your shots at us? Go ahead, and take your shots. I mean, it's it's I think fair given given what had happened earlier in this season and last season. Yeah, I mean, this there, there's some kind of crazy stuff, too. You know, some of you might not be, you know, old enough to quite understand what has gone on with these sanctions and, and stuff that we have done in the front office. And, you know, one day, you know, this is probably going to be a third generation Netflix flick, to be honest with you. <laughs> like a B, like 30 for 30? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Maybe a C, but who knows? You know, David Beckham's got some connections. Yes, yes, yes. Well, the thing Bill that Simmons might get his hands on this. <laughs> um, the the thing that really stood out to me in this article, um, in kind of like a, a WTF moment, was uh, you know, partial owner owner Marcelo uh, Clore was actually the one who reported the violations to Don Garber in the MLS, and they were saying if he didn't say anything, there's a very high chance that this would not have been noticed and. You know, I'm not saying it's right that Inter Miami would, would have gotten away with it, but uh, like, why would you do that to your own team? Is kind of, you know, either one, you're trying to protect yourself, but two, and we were discussing this in the Discord. If you're on the Discord, get the hell in the Discord already, man. We are talking every single day, every single hour. But what really stood out to me is 
Moss has kind of been taking control of this organization. And I feel like Claret feels like he's been forced out or put into a minimalized role. We also heard recently that he wants to sell his stake in the company. So is this some like bitter, salty ex-girlfriend, oh, I'm going to get you back and, and snitch on you? It, it's a very weird situation. I don't understand why it would come from your own organization. Yeah, very odd and I don't think the story is all the way told yet, to be honest with you. I think that there are still some details, just like this article that came out in The Athletic, that you know kind of sh shine some light on some interesting facts that we didn't really know. And who's to say that these are all of them, right? You know, yeah. there's there's some sanctions hanging out there, you know, $250,000 know, fine of Jorge Mas. You know, $2 million reduction in allocation money across two seasons going through 2022. And then, you know, most of, you know, late, you know, our boy Mateus Pelamesi and Andres Reyes, you know, were not DPs when they should have been classified as DPs. And Mateus was our young DP, but there were rules broken. And the craziest part, too, is that it seems like the. I'm not going to, I guess, kind of the, you know, whatever stemmed this investigation and kind of accusations in the beginning came from the same organization. That is absolutely mind-blowing. And to be, that's like something that you would hear on like, you know, Tom Brady's like deflate gate, right? Like yeah. the equipment boy let the air out of, you know, footballs, blah, blah, blah. This, this is actually like a part owner of the club who's coming forward and saying some stuff. That's crazy. I mean, and you know, <laughs> but like... Uh, you said, you know, you said Mateus or, or Matuidi, but yeah, Matuidi obviously was the, the big one that, that got us caught, but also LGP was underreported. I mean, they, a lot of articles say that we had five DPs, but two others underreported. So, I mean, it's not, honestly, like you could argue like we had seven DPs and still had a pitiful season, but again, you know, this is coming out a little later, probably because now all the news is coming out and all the sanctions, although we've known that for several weeks now, but this this whole chloride thing kind of threw me off. I, I was really really shocked by that. Don't pay attention to, to to all this stuff. Yes, we're gonna have some hard times in the future, but I, I think really that we're seeing the team come together. So if we have to reduce some salaries or maybe lose a player or two, I think that it's not gonna be as substantial as if we were facing this earlier this season, for instance. So you know, whatever. We'll see how it progresses and everything. But yeah, this two million reduction in in, in money. Uh, over the two years. So a million next year, a million the following year. But uh, you know what? I'm done with the negativity and all that BS hit, hit piece, whatever you want to call it. We've got, I don't even know what it is. Copa del Sol part seven. I have no idea. I'm losing count here, but we're talking about game on Friday, 7.30 PM Eastern standard time, 8.27. If you don't know what day it is, it's fine. COVID messed a lot of people up, but we're actually away playing at Exploria Stadium what do you think about this one, buddy? This is going to be a good test, but I like our our streak right now. This is going to be a great test. We talked about it. You know, if there's one knock on the club, it's the the talent that they're playing. This is a this is a really good team, and we know this, and we actually play them pretty well. You know, last match we played, we actually tied, and that was kind of one of that was when Kieran Gibbs hit that magnificent goal at the end of the game to put that one one and bring home the tie. Orlando City's currently sitting second in the East with 34 points. So again, this is 
not a team to take lightly lightly for good for us actually dk has not yet rejoined the team but probably in pure inner miami fashion you know he'll probably show up for this game so you know be on the lookout for him and you know in their last five matches of mls play They've won three times and tied twice. So, yes, they just beat Chicago and Nashville, which, you know, we are pretty, uh, you know, used to those teams after our nail-biting wins with both of them. So they did just beat both of those clubs. And, yeah, Orlando City, nothing to mess around with, but excited to see our team play some higher competition. Also, because I'm petty and I don't care, I'm really excited to see La Familia travel up to Exploria just to piss off the Iron Lion firm or whatever they call their supporters groups with their two baby flags because uh, I think we mentioned it, but their Reddit channel was very, very upset. Like, how are these guys louder than us? There's only a few of them, but they're consistently louder than us in our own house. I was going to say, not just in the Orlando City game, but any... Any game in general, if you have Reddit downloaded, just go ahead to the subred of the team that we just played and just <laughs> read their comments. It is it is absolutely hilarious and it's worth the five minutes of your day. Well, they, they especially hate losing to, you know, bottom tier team as far as the, the standings go. But, you know, players to watch. I, if you don't know who to watch in this game, I don't know what to tell you. Have you been following the team in, in all of the Orlando games? Obviously, Nani, incredible, spectacular career. Nine goals, six assists, and the front runner. Uh, for the MLS MVP right now. Also, shout out Tesho Akindeli. Three goals, five assists. Benji, Benji uh, Michelle over here with four goals, three assists. He put the game winner uh, in against Chicago, actually. And then, of course, they do have a very talented and dangerous midfielder, Mauricio Pereira. Uh, he is the playmaker. Eyes always on this guy. If he's not dishing the dime, Nani's dishing the dime. And, you know, Tesho or Benji or in the sometimes the, the case where DK's playing, you know, they, they, they finish it and they do a very, very good job, but uh, they've had a little bit of struggles in the, uh, the recent month. And I think this is a solid chance to go up there, take them down. I think two, one, honestly. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I mean, got to say, man, this is a huge game. If we come out of here with three points, we're sitting literally two points behind that final playoff seed. And we'll see how these other games unfold. But this is going to be one of those games, hey, if you get that W, you know, up away in a hostile arena because it's going to be that way because we're there and you get these three points, that's big time. That's big time because, you know, the games after that, right, we're playing Cincinnati in our next match. So, you know, you'd like to think that we'd be able to take three points away from them. But, you, like to. you know, this game, if we're able to tack on a third win in a row, it would be absolute, absolutely outstanding. And then the following game after that, we got Columbus, who we were talking about being in a free fall right now. Then we've got Toronto again. So hopefully we can we can win or at least draw this game. Then there are three very winnable games coming up. Then it gets a little more difficult with Red Bulls, Nashville, and Atlanta. Uh, September is going to be kind of half decently easy, half uh, of a test. And, man, October. We're talking about seven games in one month. October is going to be a nut house. There was also some special news for the women. Yes, uh, women. So, yeah, I mean, I was actually focused over here. Before we get into women, actually, Jay, looking at the other games going on this weekend, keep an eye out for Atlanta-Nashville, 3.30 on Saturday. That's a big game. Mm -hmm. Let's see if Nashville can end Atlanta's winning streak. And also, underrated, 
you know, the Red Bulls playing the Chicago Fire. Let's try and get Chicago another L because the farther we can push them down, the actually better and more secure our position is. And, you know, last but not least. (laughs) Well, you could take the Red Bulls down who are above us. You know, I, I get that we we have different approaches to this. You're right. Maybe we should focus on teams above us. At this yeah, rate. yeah. Pull them yeah. down before we we bury anyone else below us. Very fair, sir. And I mean, the other, I guess, two games to point out, uh, and then we'll get on out of here is. DC United, Philadelphia, Philadelphia can pull off that win. That would certainly help out the playoff race. And then just for a totally other side of the country, Western Conference game on Saturday night, if you're not doing much, 9 p.m. Colorado Rapids, Kansas City, two verse three in the Western Conference. Go ahead, check out some MLS that's going down. And Jay, yes, you did say something about the ladies. We do got to give our shout out to the ladies here on Inner Miami Podcast. And yes, it seems like Inner Miami is having talks with the NWSL for a National Women's Soccer League team named Inner Miami to represent the club down here in our home stadium in Fort Lauderdale. So we will see how conversations go with that hopefully that does happen then you know have the uh muchachos and muchachas in the same stadium there you go buddy i'm I'm impressed with your your spanish skills right now Uh, but thank you everyone for joining us here at the inner mommy podcast uh, from Mr. Papa George and Mr. Kington, I'll speak in myself uh, as myself in third person because I don't really give a damn. Uh, if you like this episode, you know, be kind. Give us a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It makes us smile. It also helps our ratings, but we're not going to discuss that. Uh, check out social media if you don't already at Inter Miami Podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Inter MIA Podcast on Twitter. Did I say Twitter? Oh, well, whatever. Rewind it. If you don't know it, you should. Uh, Also, holler at us if you want the Discord. It is very active. Very, very fun. Uh, Yeah, looking forward to this game on Friday. Everyone enjoy the All-Star skills and the All-Star game. We wish you a very blessed week and weekend. As always, vamos Miami. Vamos Miami.